You're listening to an audio sermon from Hope Bible Church in Oakville, Ontario. For more information, please visit our website at hopeoakville.ca. Here we are in the second week of our series. Very, very thankful for our youth worship team this morning. That was precious, so good, so encouraging. Bless you all. So encouraged by that video, Adoniram Judson, the encouragement that is. And that's a great lead into our second, again, message in our series, No Turning Back. Ten essential life lessons from Jesus for the last days. Um, are we going to be those who finish well? Or are we going to be those who falter? This is what we're finding out. This is what we're asking the Holy Spirit to speak to us directly about. Uh, many will falter as they follow after the, the world, but those who follow after the word of Jesus Christ, they will finish. Our thesis today is this. If I am to thrive, I must feed on the word of God, no exceptions. If I am to thrive, if I am to finish well, I must feed on the word of God. There are no exceptions to that spiritual rule and principle. Put that in the negative, we say it this way. A failure to feed on the word of God will inevitably result in failure. No exceptions. A failure to feed on the word of God will inevitably result in failure. God has provided for us a meal plan of supernatural nourishment. A meal plan of supernatural nourishment that leads to eternal satisfaction. This then must be our diet. This then must be our nourishment. This must be our nutrition if we are going to persevere. Now always remember, church, remember, loved ones, it's the word of God that points us ultimately to the bread of life. And when we feed on the bread of life, we have that which satisfies us for all of eternity. But it's the word of God that renews our minds to the reality and the significance and the glory of the bread of life found only in Jesus Christ. God has provided us a meal plan, and a diet to feast on for everlasting sufficiency and glory. However, our world does not do such things. I want to show you a sample of all the diets of our day, and this is just a sample. We can roll that slide now. If you're able to, here are the diets. Just a sample of the diets of our day. Look at that. Oh, I'm overwhelmed just looking at that slide. Let's keep that up for a second. Maybe some of you have tried one or several of these diets. This is, this is the attempt of our world right there. And I want you to notice every one of these diets, every one is representative of a total commitment for eating towards temporal health. All of these will require sacrifice, discipline, and tremendous self-control. For the goal of greater physical health. Now as we put those diets up, just think of the money. Think of the effort. Think of the obsession at times in relating to a pursuit of a physical healthy diet. Now I want to be clear, okay? I'm all for healthy eating for the most part. All right? I'm all for healthy eating again. Mostly, all right? But here's the wisdom of the day. Here's the essential lesson for the last days. It's this. Only one diet leads to everlasting life. Only one diet ultimately leads to life. Again, defeating death and living with God forever in heaven with Jesus Christ as our Savior. 
I'll say it again. There's only one diet that contains the nourishment for eternal life. And our menu selection today is going to be from Matthew chapter 4. Please open your Bibles there right now. Matthew chapter 4. We'll start with one verse today, but we're going to a buffet of sorts where we will sample several foods from God. I hope you've come hungry. Matthew chapter 4. Let me read from verse 1, and we'll end at verse 4 here. It says this. Here's our context. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry, I bet. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Let's jump into our outline today. Here's our first point for this today from this morning. It's this, number one, please understand you will not survive by bread alone. Please hear, please understand, please believe. You cannot and will not survive by bread alone. Jesus is in the wilderness. We just read that. Jesus is hungry to say the least, fasting 40 days and 40 nights. Satan approaches Jesus in his, again, in his weakness of hunger to tempt him. Satan tempts Jesus in his hunger and says, hey, command these stones to become loaves of bread. Jesus answers him, it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Loved ones, we learn this right away. Listen, there is more to this life than bread. There is more to this life than physical bread. Yes, it is necessary, but man shall not live by bread alone. Warren Wiersbe said this on the screen for you. He said, when we put our physical needs ahead of our spiritual needs, we sin. When we put our physical needs ahead of our spiritual needs, we sin. This was the temptation of Satan towards Jesus. Live for the physical and thereby deny the spiritual. Jesus responds, man shall not live by bread alone. The verse that Jesus quotes there in Matthew 4, 4 is from Deuteronomy chapter 8. The context of Deuteronomy 8 is quite powerful. I'm going to turn, I'm going to read from Deuteronomy 8 verses 2 and 3. I invite you to turn there with me, all right? Let's turn to Deuteronomy 8, where you are in your homes. Again, let's turn in God's word. Listen, how many times do you get up from the couch and go to the fridge because you're hungry? Let's take a couple of seconds and turn in God's word, all right? Deuteronomy 8. Verse 2, this is the verse again that Jesus quotes. We'll get there in verse 3. It says this. This has been so powerful again to me. It's meant so much for many years. Deuteronomy 8, verse 2. Hope you're there, hope you're there, hope you're there. All right? Let's feed on God's word. And you shall remember the whole way that the Lord your God has led you these 40 years in the wilderness that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. Now look at verse 3. This is key. 
And he humbled you, Israelites, and let you hunger, and let you hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know. I love the way the English this reads. That he might make you know, know what? This, that man does not live by bread alone. But man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Here we have Moses preparing the Israelites to enter the promised land after 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. Initially, Moses reminds the people of God of God's intimate and detailed care for them in the past. That's so important for us to understand. He's like, God has cared for you. God provided for you. You were not in need. God's detailed love and provision of care was there every single day, week, month, and year. For 40 years, God alone provided all their food. And if you notice in Deuteronomy 8 verse 4, take a look. It says, your clothing did not wear out and your feet did not swell these 40 years. Amazing. Deuteronomy 8 3 has always meant so much to me. Notice this. Notice how God purposely humbled his people. But how did he do this? He humbled them by allowing them to hunger. That's fascinating to me. God, in his sovereign will and pleasure and wisdom, orchestrated events where he would allow his people to hunger. Why would God allow his people to hunger? So he would increase and draw out their dependence. What a principle that is for the Christian life, isn't it? Can you think in areas in your life I don't know, let's say in the last 14 months or so, where God has allowed you to hunger, where God has taken away certain things, where the ultimate purpose is to draw out, again, our dependence and reliance and love for God and what only he can provide. How did God let them hunger? The text says he fed them with manna. He fed them with a food never before seen. Think about that. No one's ever seen this food before. Created by God, sent from God, down to earth. Again, manna from heaven. A food then that could only be provided by the very mouth and command of God. Think about that. Now why manna? Look at verse 3. That he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So the lesson of the manna was extraordinary. Because the manna that God gave each day only lasted for that day. Some of the Israelites tried to gather more manna to store it up for future days. But what happened is the Bible tells us that the manna started to stink and grew worms. People could not provide for themselves in their own way and effort. The manna was designed by the Lord to create a daily dependence on God and God alone. Think about that. The design of God saying, you must depend on me on a daily basis for what only I can provide and what only I can give. You cannot find this anywhere else. The manna was designed by the Lord again in the perfect wisdom of God. 
and his people would rely, listen, on every word that came from the mouth of God because only when God spoke would the manna be provided. The Israelites were sustained all those, again, weeks, months, years. They were sustained as God spoke to provide for them. So I'm going to pause here for a second because there's so many awesome principles and application and depth of truth that I pray the Holy Spirit's beginning to bring to your heart and mind even now. One of them being, oh, how the Lord loves and blesses dependence. The Lord loves to bless dependence on him. The Lord blesses his word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. One of the massive lessons for the Israelites right here in their future prosperity as they enter the land that was promised. Don't ever forget, people of God, don't ever forget Jehovah Jireh. Don't ever forget the Lord God who provides. Staying in Deuteronomy 8, flip a page over maybe, at least in my Bible, and look at verse 11. Deuteronomy 8, verse 11. Notice what God says again through Moses to the people. Deuteronomy 8, 11. Take care lest you forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments and his rules and his statutes, which I command to you today. Now notice verse 12. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built good houses and live in them, this is so important, and when your herds and flocks multiply and your silver and gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, notice, Then your heart be lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt and out of the house of slavery who led you through the great and terrifying wilderness. And now look down Deuteronomy 8 verse 17. You better have God's word open right now. You gotta gotta feed on the word of God. Every mouth that comes from the word of God. Verse 17. Beware lest you say in your heart, my power And the might of my hand has gotten me this wealth. You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get every single penny you own. That he may confirm his covenant, he swore to his fathers as it is this day. Verse 19, and if you forget the Lord your God and go after other gods and serve them and worship them, I solemnly warn you today that you shall surely perish. Wow. The warning to the Israelites, the warning to us today, the danger of our prosperity. The danger of our prosperity is we begin to drown in self-indulgence, self-reliance, and self-congratulations. My power and my might has gotten me this wealth. How wrong you are, how foolish we can be. We must not live by bread alone. And listen, understand this. The people who live by bread alone will die. To live by bread alone, physical bread alone, all those people are going to die. Because ultimately, we live by the very words of God pointing to the bread of life, who is Jesus Christ. Do not live for bread alone. You will not make it in the last days. Do not live for bread alone. 
Again, this is going to be a massive dividing line in the future between those who finish and those who falter. Loved ones, we must recognize so often the plague of prosperity. How prosperity has plagued so many hearts over the years and will continue to do so in the future. Just so we understand the weight of what God's word puts behind this, look at this verse from James chapter 5 again. Just the sober-mindedness it brings. James says, Come now, you rich. Weep and howl for the miseries that are coming upon you. Weep and howl are the words that are used. Look at this. Your riches have rotted. And your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver have corroded. And their corrosion will be evidence against you. Wow. And will eat your flesh like fire. Remember, this is James, New Testament, chapter 5. And notice this last sentence here says it all. You have laid up treasure in the last days. All those people seeking to lay up treasure to live by bread alone, they will not live. The corrosion of the treasures on earth we have stored up is evidence against us. Let me ask you this question. In the last several months, what have you been thinking about the most? What most occupies your mind, your thoughts, which leads to your heart? Have your thoughts been occupied about bread issues and personal needs? Bread issues of the earth? Or has it been about the bread of life? The bread of life, Jesus Christ, the only one who can ultimately satisfy. Man shall not live by bread alone. We cannot live by bread alone. We will not make it. We will not last. We will not see strength. We will not know the Lord's blessing. We will not have his favor. The Holy Spirit does not bless bread alone. The Holy Spirit blesses every mouth, every word that comes from the mouth of God. God, make us men, women, and children right now who are utterly convinced that we cannot live by bread alone. Please, Lord. Leads us to point number two. Let's be convinced of this. You must live by and feed on then the word of God. In order to finish well, we must live by and feed on the word of God, no exceptions. We return now to Matthew 4, and we return to Jesus in Matthew 4. And here is Satan tempting Jesus to rely on his own self-provision. Again, Satan says, turn these stones into loaves of bread. Now, in the full humanity of Jesus here, Satan seeks to have Jesus, listen carefully, Satan wants Jesus to move away from his dependence on the Father. And isn't that fascinating? Satan is desperately seeking for Jesus to move away from the Father's will and provision. And how many lives have been lured away and destroyed by the same temptation over all these years? But failing to wait, notice what happens with Jesus here, failing to wait and rely on the perfect provision of God, this is when we get into trouble. Some of us right now, we are so caught up in our own ambition, which leads to impatience, we are then forced to force our will to force out God. 
Be very, very careful. A massive characteristic of following Jesus Christ is the patience and faith on waiting on the timing and the will of God, but ambition and impatience so often causes people to force their will in order to force out God from their life. That's devastating. This is what Satan was trying to do with Jesus. But Jesus here then shuts the door on Satan. Notice what Jesus does. He uses God's word to exalt God's word. I love that. He uses the very command, again, from the mouth of God to exalt the words that come from the mouth of God. Jesus declares, it is written. In other words, you liar, Satan. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. You see, you see, this is why the Lord allows difficulty in our lives ultimately to decrease or to increase our dependence on him. God lets us hunger that our dependence and reliance increases upon the God of glory. And right there, Jesus declares, Satan, there's so much more to life than physical bread. Jesus says to Satan here, I will not trust in bread. I will trust in my Father. I will not find satisfaction from the physical. I will find ultimate satisfaction in every word that comes from the mouth of God. Oh, how the Lord has allowed us to hunger in so many ways over the past several months, hasn't he? Here's the question, is it working? Is it working? Have we, are we learning the life-changing lesson that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God? You take Matthew chapter 4, you take Deuteronomy chapter 8, and consider some of the massive verses that tie in so beautifully to the content that we're learning right now. Consider these life-giving passages on this life-changing theme. Verse number 1 is this, on the screen for you. John 4 verse 34, Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me to accomplish his work. Now notice this. Notice the food of Christ is to do the will of God. So our greatest food then, our greatest food is God's will. And the single greatest place that we know God's will, of course, is in God's word. Every word that comes from the mouth of God. One of the church fathers, Jerome, he said this, and this is why God's word is so critical. He said this, ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ. Look at that, think on that, sit on that. Ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ. My food is to do the will of him who sent me. And the will of God is found in the word of God. This must be our food also. John 6, 27 on the screen for you. Jesus said this, Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has set 
his seal. John 6 here, the context is the people were seeking after Jesus because he just fed the 5,000. They saw the miracle of the physical bread. They wanted more physical bread. Jesus calls them on it. He says, enough. He says, stop spending your life on that which perishes. Stop laboring for physical food or bread alone. Rather, labor or work for the eternal rewards, the eternal food, the food that does not perish. Who's that for today? Stop spending your entire life in gathering up that which cannot last. Do not work for the food that perishes. Work, labor, serve the Lord, love God for the food that endures to eternal life. Just take a moment, examine your heart right now. Just take a moment. How are we doing with that? So many people spending all their time, energy, passion, obsession with food that perishes. Think in the end, think in the end how stupid that is. Think in the end how foolish that is. It won't be long before you're facing death and all those things, they matter not. They matter not. The words and the wisdom of Jesus is so wonderful. For some of us, food that perishes is all of us, meaning Our whole work is on that which perishes. Church, loved ones, listen. Enough with the bigger barns. Enough with the fast cars. Enough with the stock market obsession. Enough with the gourmet luxury. Rather, instead, labor for the the food that endures to eternal life. Listen, disciple someone. Care for the poor. Pour into missions. Give to the kingdom. Pray with passion. Love your neighbor. Bless the body of Christ. Serve the Lord. Store up treasures in heaven while you still can. For so many, the Lord will say, your riches have rotted. Your gold and silver have corroded. And they are evidence against you. Please, Lord, not us. Not us laboring for the food that endures to eternal life. John 6, 35 on the screen for you. Jesus said this. He says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. Whoever believes in me shall never thirst. I am the bread of life. We live by the word that we might feed on Jesus Christ. Jesus is the one who quenches our thirst. Jesus is the one who satisfies our hunger. Oh, I speak to the one today who has stuffed their face with earthly bread for far too long and you know it. You have stuffed your face with earthly bread for so many years and yet you are still desperately hungry for something real. Jesus Christ speaks to you today and he says to you directly, he says, that's because I'm the bread of life. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never thirst. Whoever feeds on me shall never, ever hunger. I don't know who exactly who's watching right now. The Lord Jesus Christ knows who's watching. And I pray Jesus Christ has put himself in front of you today. And he says to you right now, as clear as it can be, I am the bread of life. You feed on me, you shall never hunger again. I am the satisfaction. I am the one who gives living water. I am the answer to death. I bring purpose. I bring meaning. I give eternal life. Jesus Christ is the one who says all these things. Jesus Christ is the bread of life who satisfies eternally and ultimately. 
And I so pray right now in different ways. And some of these things we will never maybe know or never fully see. But right now where you are here close, maybe across this world, who knows. That Jesus Christ meets you right now. And you know this is for you. You have stuffed your face for so many years with the world. And now today for the first time, you will finally feed on him which brings you everlasting life. You will run from sin You will turn with faith for forgiveness of sins in Jesus Christ and you will experience a new heart coming to life because Jesus Christ raised from the dead and you for the first time have seen him, loved him, believe in him and feed on him that you might never hunger again. Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Our final verse, John 6, verse 63 Jesus says, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Look at that. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. The word of God, which points to Jesus Christ, is the word of life. Oh, loved ones, the flesh is no help at all. We must live by and feed on the word of God, every word. Again, let me be so clear. Those who fail to feed on God's word in the last days, they are doomed to fail. And that's why so many are failing right now. So many people are trying to live by bread alone. And it's not working. Spiritually speaking, they are not strong in Christ. They are faltering. They are being sifted. They are being uh, seen distancing themselves from the center of the church and the strength that is found in Jesus Christ. Yes, you can be on keto diet, vegan diet, or the South Beach diet, but unless you're on God's meal plan, you will suffer, you will ultimately starve, you will be emaciated. There's only one diet that leads to everlasting life. You know what's so encouraging too? That right now in the midst of all that's happening, in the midst of things we can't fully explain, in the midst of things we can't see, whatever, God is assembling though an army of people who are being weaned from bread alone. God is assembling an army of people. He is gathering a group of people who are being weaned from bread alone and who are feasting on the reality and the glory of the bread of life, Jesus Christ. Owe, may we be found among them, those who are being weaned from bread alone. Again, there's only one diet that leads to eternal life. Oh God, help us not to be foolish. Feed on Jesus Christ who gives life to the full. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Just to bring it home today, we're going to do this each week. We're unable to gather. Here are some questions I want you to consider right now in your homes to talk with each other and to pray for each other right now. Maybe you can take a, uh, a screenshot of this right now so you can have it for when the service is done in a few minutes. But take a look here. I'd love for us to discuss this again. If you're by yourself right now, maybe call a friend. Get someone on FaceTime. Talk together. Reach out. How can we do this? Be accountable. And how can the Lord grow? Uh, first question, where or how am I being tempted to live for bread alone? All of us will have answers to that question. Wouldn't it be powerful if we just said openly, able to share that we can be prayed for and encouraged in this way? 
where and how am I being tempted to live for bread alone? And don't rush through these. Just sit on them, think about them, talk about them, pray through them. Next one, does my life prove that I live by the word of God? See, all of us would agree, man doesn't live by bread alone, everywhere comes in the mouth of God. We all agree with that, but do our lives prove it? Like with someone looking at our lives, they, that person is living by the word of God, by every word that comes from the mouth of God. That's such an important question to ponder. And the third question is this, what do I need to fast from to increase my dependence on the Lord. You can also insert in this question, what has the Lord removed from me in the past several months to increase my dependence on? Where has the Lord caused me to hunger that I might hunger more for him? Where has the Lord replaced maybe luxury with manna for the ultimate purpose that I might hunger for him and truly be satisfied? In all of this, what's happening right here, declaring your absolute need for the Lord right now. God, we need you. God, we need you. Why? Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Oh, Lord, work in our time. Let's pray, church. Let's pray wherever we are. Let's pray together. Jesus Christ, I pray right now. I pray you'll be moving. I pray you have spoken. I pray, Holy Spirit, you are bringing conviction, but I pray you're also bringing encouragement. I pray you are bringing clarity. Help us to understand and believe. We are so tempted every day to live for bread alone. We are so tempted. The world tries to convince us it's now, it's here, it's satisfaction in the moment, it's temporal pleasure. It's not, it's not, it's not. Your word goes out of its way over and over and over again. The words of God from the mouth of God say, you live for now, you, you, you die. You live for heaven. You live for treasures in heaven and you will live. I pray for young people here right now, Lord. I pray you'll speak to them. I pray you will give them unusual wisdom to see through the lies of Satan and this world. To look at the accumulation of wealth, riches, temporal satisfaction and say in the end it means nothing. Why would I live for that which will corrode in the end? Why would I not live for Jesus Christ who satisfies eternally? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. That is wisdom. And so move our church, Lord, in these strange and difficult days. I pray you are preparing us to be men and women who are ready for the last days. And a massive piece of that is dependence. Is dependence on the word of God and praying the word of God and singing right now dependence upon the Lord. Unite us. Convince us. Bless us. With you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.